At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hour number three of primetime action here on VEASAN, VEASAN.com. Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. Tyler Huntley and the Ravens score right before half here. So if you had a Titans first half bet, you are very upset right now. He is 16 of 18 in this game, by the way, Wes, for 110 yards. I mean, it's it's not you know big, big on average or anything like that, but he's 16 of 18 in this game. This is not a bad quarterback rotation mm-hmm. necessarily for the Ravens. Huntley, of course, had a few stars last year. Brett Huntley's had a cup of coffee as a starter mm-hmm. his years in Green Bay, a couple other stops, and then Anthony Brown will do the cleanup duty in the fourth quarter. But one thing about all four of those quarterbacks, of course, Lamar didn't go tonight. They can all run, and those are teams I like to target in preseason bets because usually what you're going to see like in the second half, all these defenses, they don't want to show their entire blitz packages. Mm-hmm. You know, They don't want to do a lot of you know very complicated stunting up front, so it's a lot of it is base defense. So when these guys miss their assignments, because keep in mind, second half, they're playing against third-string guys, so you're going to get quarterbacks that can move, that can keep drives alive and, and be able to you know find some gaps and get down the field. So I like a team that has a quarterback rotation with runners. You can find his work over on DraftKings. He's also the host of the Unreasonable Odds podcast on the Twitter machine at Julian Edlow. And I know it's going to surprise you. He is, in fact, Julian Edlow. Thanks for joining us, my man. Yeah, I figure we keep it simple, right? I'll just make my Twitter (laughs) handle my name and then people can find me. See, here's the thing. And uh, 
I have to go through this rant about once every quarter. And you have a name like Julian Edlow, you probably have no problem. You, you get the Twitter handle. You probably have Julian Edlow at whatever, you know, your email address, all the stuff. Like that. You have a basic name like Matt Brown. I don't have anything that has my name on it. I have all kinds of underscores and numbers and dots and dashes and all the things like that. I, I do. I envy people like you. Yeah, mattbrown at gmail.com probably got scooped up oh, pretty quick. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. I know. And it's probably not, it's probably like Matilda Brown, too. Or it's like you said, someone, someone else out there that's, that's stealing that thing. So, Julian, let's talk a little bit about preseason. Kelly, by the way, uh, our producer, did cash the first preseason bet of the season for this show. Uh, he has a fir- had a first half bet there that did cash on the Giants. What are you looking at in in the preseason from a betting perspective? Is there is are you basically looking at information and you kind of like betting off of information there as to who's going to play starters, who's not going to play starters, how long they're going to play, things like that? Or what is your kind of strategy for betting preseason? Yeah, that's most of it. I mean, one of those angles, and I ca- I just cash Giants first half as well, and you know it's one of the simpler angles and simpler handicaps that you can look at. Patriots rough camp. The offense doesn't look good. They're not going to play the majority of those offensive starters, Giants wanted to give their guys uh, a look, uh, a couple of series in there. And then it helps to scroll through, look at the backups, Tyrod Taylor getting the rest of that first half, a capable veteran, whereas the Patriots have a 36-year-old career-long backup in uh, Brian Hoyer. Give him a quick look, and then everything's going to go to Bailey Zappi the rest of the game, uh, who's going to be getting his first NFL action. So, it, it almost didn't get there. It took a very fortunate uh, deflected reception for the Giants to go on that touchdown drive. So the cap didn't necessarily even play out in the end, but it, it cashed and we'll take it. Um, so, yeah, paying attention to the lineups is, is a big piece of it. And then paying attention to uh, coaching strategies. Like, for example, I'm, I'm on the under 30 and a half for the Rams and Chargers on Saturday night. Staley and McVay do not care about the preseason. They want to get in there, run some clock, nobody get hurt, and go home. These two teams met in the first preseason game last year. The score was 13-6. to Rams averaged just over 11 points a game in the preseason last year. The Chargers averaged just shy of eight points per game in the preseason last year. These guys are going to go out there and just run the air out of the ball and go home with no injuries. Uh, So I I like that under on Saturday night. Julian, one team that does care about the preseason, seemingly under Frank Reich, is the Indianapolis Colts, and you're seeing that in the market now, pretty much one and a half across the board. I think you guys are actually at two at DraftKings, and I'm an Indianapolis native, former season ticket holder, so I'm cautiously optimistic about this team, but you like them at least at the bare minimum to win the division. I really do, and it just barely went to the Titans last year, and that was with the Colts rolling Carson Wentz out there as a turnover machine, and the Titans getting a little bit fortunate, even though they had that Derrick Henry injury. But I think this year, you I mean, we've all seen the numbers, and we've all seen the takes. You swap in Matt Ryan for, for Carson Wentz, eliminate some of those turnovers, become way more accurate on, on the times that you are throwing the ball, and you're still going to anchor your offense on that run game in Jonathan Taylor. Um, you get a little bit better on defense, some different pieces there. They add a guy like Stephon Gilmore, who's a very capable cornerback, who's, who's won a defensive player of the year recently. Um, and then the Titans – probably taking a little bit of a step back. Ryan Tannehill is nothing special. We saw who he was in that playoff game. Three of the most back-breaking interceptions I've ever seen in a playoff game uh, last year. And you take A.J. Brown and Julio Jones away from him. 
and don't add that much. Derrick Henry in the run game is always going to be there for them. Uh, not necessarily a great defensive team. I think you can eliminate the Jags and, and Texans from winning this division. You can't say that about many divisions where it's a two-horse race, and I, I really think the Colts are the better team. I want to look at a player prop, a season-long player prop that you've got on Julio Jones and get the the rationale behind this. Is this a you believe that maybe he is going to be a massive part of this, a bigger part of this offense than we think, or do you think that maybe there is some injury concerns there for this squad as well? Where do you get to the over on his receiving yards? So I'm probably going to wind up playing like six or seven season-long player props, and they're all going to be unders except for this. Mm -hmm. um, because obviously injuries can play a role. It's just you, you have a way better chance of cashing a season-long under than you do an over. But I, I bet this one today, I, I haven't even put it out publicly yet. I'll probably write up an article on it on, on the DK playbook. I can't pass up on this over for Julio Jones. Um, you know, I, I, he could stay healthy. I hope he stays healthy. Mm -hmm. But I think he can get this in, in like nine, 10 games, honestly. So if he plays 12, 13, even if he's nicked up a little, that's fine. I think even with the volume with Godwin and uh, Mike Evans there, you got to remember Gronk's coming out of the mix. Big body like Julio maybe fills some of that void. Um, but Julio Jones has, has achieved this number every year of his career, except for last year, which he played with Ryan Tannehill, and he only played in 10 games. He achieved this number in 2020 in nine games with the Falcons. He got this number the other year he was hurt in 2013. He played five games for the Falcons, and he went over this number. <laughs> now, he's not the same Julio Jones that he was at that time, but you know the only time he didn't get it, he was with Tannehill. He's upgrading to Tom Brady at quarterback. I think if he plays 10 games, he's going to get there. He, look at how much Tom Brady favored a guy like Antonio Brown. Let's say Julio Jones goes into that Antonio Brown role. If he has a couple hundred-yard games scattered throughout the season – you know, now you're what, 40% of the way there, 35% of the way there, and he needs like 40 yards a game and some of those others. I just think it's such a low number for a still good wide receiver getting a huge quarterback upgrade. Julian, one team that's probably not going to have a lot of receivers going over their props, at least for the preseason, is the Chicago Bears. By the way, Nikhil Harry looks like he's going to be out six to eight weeks with an ankle injury. But uh, you like the under six and a half. I do, too. I actually bet them at 12 to one to have the worst record in the league. I think you still have it at 10 to one at DraftKings. Uh, do you expect that the Bears are just really just going to do an entire rebuild? There's still some talent on the defense, but it almost seems like there's going to be people calling for them. We know Roquan Smith is trying to force a trade, perhaps Robert Quinn being out there for a team that uses a pass rusher. Not much that you expect clearly out of the Bears this season. Yeah, uh, the Bears stink. Um, I think that that trade for Nikhil Harry says everything. Like, you're going to try and replace a guy like Allen Robinson with Nikhil Harry now, who we won't find out how that would have gone because he's going to miss a lot of time and, and then come back maybe a little dinged up. But I can tell you it wouldn't have gone well. Um, I saw plenty of them here in New England. The Bears don't have enough talent. And like you said, the talent they do have on defense is asking out. And when you get down 14 nothing, your talent on defense isn't going to be able to save you. So, yeah, Bears is under six and a half. I, I think that they are in contention for the worst team in the NFL. Um, I, I have a little sprinkle there on them as well. So I like that play. Uh, the under six and a half is getting juicy. So if you want to try and fade them another way, we have on DraftKings Sportsbook, you can just bet. Uh, finishing place in the division. So the Bears to finish fourth in the division is still up at minus 130, a little bit less juicy than going under on, on the win total. Um, Packers and Vikings are probably clearly better, and the Lions, not to jump on board with everybody's favorite hard knocks team, but 
I, I think the oh, if you're going to bet the Lions win total over six and a half is the way the way to go. I think they have the fifth easiest schedule in the NFL. They they were in so many games last year that they're going to have a chance to win this year. You got to think some some positive regression is going to come there. So the Bears are clearly the the bottom of the barrel in the NFC North. So however you want to fade them, I am I am on board, and that includes just going to some of these look ahead lines and just betting against the Bears uh, different weeks in the season. Julian, four minutes into that show, I was ready to run through a wall for Dan Campbell. So I do not talk, no no blasphemy of the of, of Dan Campbell and the Lions and Hard Knocks on this program. We got about a minute here real quick. Jags under six and a half wins. I think everyone thinks that they might be on the right track, but probably a couple of years away. This one is just kind of that one that I bet every year until I lose it and then I'll stop. <laughs> like when the Jags have their, their year where they arrive, then fine. But like, they were six and a half last year and people were like, oh, they might get there. Well, they've won four games in the last two years combined. They're whatever they are, four and 29 in the last two years combined. And we keep getting this six and a half floated out there every year. Like, I'm not going to give you any fancy analysis on this one. I'm just going to keep betting under until the Jags have a good season. And then I'll take my loss and, and move on. It's kind of as elementary and simple as that. <laughs> you can find him. He's the host of Unreasonable Odds podcast. You can also find him over on DraftKings, putting out some great content and on the Twitter machine at Julian Edlow. Thanks for the time tonight, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. I absolutely love that answer. Every time, some yeah. everyone wants to sound smart. Like everyone mm -hmm. wants to like pull. Like uh, you know, I do the same. I do it all the time. I'm like, hey, advanced, the advanced metrics say this and whatever. And he's mm -hmm. like, no, they've been terrible forever, and I'm going to continue to bet them to be terrible. It, it's the prove me wrong bet, right? Yes. We've talked about that yeah. on the program before. I respect that. I respect that. You do it every year until you loses. I love it, Wes. I love it. I love it. Hey, listen, you know, we don't always have to be incredibly like you know analytic on everything. We're going to talk to St. Jude here on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. 
In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is primetime action here on Beeson. Matt, Wes, Kelly, they're flashing Iowa stats up on the screen. We learned something tonight that Iowa has more golf cor- courses per capita than any other state in the country. You wouldn't have gotten that. And I said, don't say you would have. I said, Matt, I said, Matt, what does per capita mean again? It means yeah. by people because that doesn't make any sense otherwise. It's and like, that's what it is. it's like you're sitting at home going like, well, yeah, of course, of course. You didn't know that. No, yeah. you didn't. You didn't know that. No one, no one knew that. But Iowa, most golf courses per capita in the United States, we get Matt Rule coming out and saying that he wants Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold to both get Six to eight plays each, and he won't say who's starting. Yeah, and and that was moving. I think when we were talking Julian, I saw that that line was moving a little bit, actually, toward the Washington side, it looks like, because now we're seeing some threes. But now, as I say that, getting to be three even money across the board. So, uh, you know... Little things like that, even even though he was very non-committal, Matt Rule. Little things like that are going to move a market. So that's what I'm saying with preseason. You gotta, you know, if you're going to bet this and do very much with preseason betting, you got to be on top of it, and you've really got to bet it before the market reacts. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think, like you're saying, we're seeing some movement here because, I mean, if he's saying six to eight plays, then that's a drive or two. Yeah. That, that means the second quarter, you're, be all you're, Matt you're getting Matt yeah. Corral and company. So that's why you're seeing this was two and a half, I think, pretty yeah. much painted. Now you're seeing a lot of threes. Some threes even money on the way back, mm-hmm. but basically three for the commanders at home on Saturday afternoon. So let's take a look at the St. Jude Championship after one round. We are sitting with Siwoo Kim as your leader tied with J.J. Spawn, eight under. <laughs> Is that not on brand for Siwoo Kim? Yes. Uh, a withdrawal from the Wyndham to first-round co-leader. That's just what Siwoo Kim does. He's so erratic. If you look, uh, missed three cuts in a row and then two top t- 15 finishes and then a withdrawal from the Wyndham. That's just who Siwoo is. He was a guy who was kicking around in long rods before the tournament, but like you said, Wes, there was no way you could possibly play him when he withdrew the last tournament. Listen, this is this is not going to surprise either one of you. He is not going to win this tournament. You need not you need not worry I, about I that. I don't and anticipate Kelly. he's going to be 394 on approach the rest yeah. of the tournament. By the way, 5.7 T to green. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> hey, him, maybe and, a good uh, tea to green him and Spawn, the two leaders yeah. here, uh, I believe were first and third. Alex Smalley uh, was right in between them. Alex Smalley, by the way, won over because he lost about three strokes putting today. One of the worst in the field. So uh, Siwoo and JJ Spawn chop for you on first round leader wherever your prices were. That said, as we go down the leaderboard here, you are going to get some familiar names and that are within striking distance. Uh, I actually heard 
multiple different people that I respect who were on Thagala this uh, for this week for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, he goes out a solo third for him. He is at seven under. JT Poston, winner just a few weeks ago, six under. Tony Finau continues the heater at six under. KH Lee, six under. Sepp Straka, six under. Then you get to this five right here where we have Tyrrell Hatton. You get my boy Sam Burns. He's at five under. Kelly, I'm locking it up, baby. I'm locking it up. Hey, you're looking good so far. I'm locking it up. I told you he's going to win. He's going to win the whole I thing. I hope he does. He's going to win the whole thing. Uh, a name that just warms my heart, Ricky Fowler, sitting T8 at five under today. Wes, here's the thing. That's nice if to I'm, If I lose all the money that I bet that I bet this week, but Ricky Fowler wins this tournament, I will not care one. I will still be yeah. a happy camper yeah, come Monday. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I believe I was trying to think of the right. I think it was 11th I saw, or he's got to finish way up there to advance into the 70 next week. May mm. have to finish in the top 10. But you have a Burns at 5-under. I have Terrell Hatton at 5-under. So uh, got a couple guys up there. Uh, Jason Day, he, he's he been battling mm-hmm. injuries too, so it's nice to see him uh, playing well again. But uh, you mentioned uh, some of these guys just got really hot with the putter that are up there on on the leaderboard, uh, Poston gained about four and a half with the putter. Cage Lee about four shots. The Gala three point seven. Glover three point two. JJ Spawn three point two. So no surprise there. But uh, you know when you look. Uh, uh, it's still very, I think, wide open here. Mm-hmm. So there's still some guys a little bit back that aren't necessarily right there yeah. that I think you could give consideration for. Uh, I think your guy Burns is in good shape. I expected Hatton to play well here. He has. Then you look at some of the guys at four under, I believe. Uh, I think J.H. Kim, uh, nice round for him. Uh, thought he might be a fade this week. He is at four under. And then there's a cavalcade of big names at three. Yeah. Victor Hovland, Justin Thomas, I think Colin Marikawa. I think he got in there at three. John Rom also in there at three, so still plenty Cam of value, Smith I think, down three, the board. Yeah. Cameron Smith at three. Uh, you know, looked like that was a little bit of a testy moment. I think maybe a lot of was made about that on Twitter. Maybe mm. it was just an awkward moment between him and Scotty Scheffler, and Scotty kind of seemingly walked mm. in his line uh, for a putt. I don't know if uh, that was necessarily the case. I don't think it was giving him in the cold shoulder for live, but I don't know. Well, I, I missed that, but man, well, I'm just looking at some of these stats. There, there's, right a, there's a, there was a, it was like, it was, I think people just happened to, you know how you can make things yes. like so I think some people, someone like was kept doing the rewind and fast forward till it looked like that mm-hmm. you could catch a shot where it looked like he was giving him death eyes. Oh, okay. But like okay. I don't, I mean, I don't you think could that, that make, was it. Yeah, I was gonna because say Scotty Scheffler is seen as one of the nicer guys yeah. out there. On the it, it's like tour. it was like you could probably continue rewinding until you get that perfect shot where it looked like he was giving him death eyes. I mean, like I don't think there, it there's was also like, like I feel like those guys. Don't get me wrong. I think there there are times where it is very important with the you know the unwritten rules of golf. Yeah. Right, but there are how many times have you guys been watching golf on a Saturday or Sunday, and you're like, okay, guys that aren't like right in contention, you're like, yeah, that guy just walked right through his line. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, they don't, you know, like yeah, sometimes they, they, they care way yeah. more than others. Um, at that four number, we do have Max Homa, we have Aaron Wise, we have Brian Harmon, we have Adam Scott. So again, that that, that four number is very interesting. And Wes, as you mentioned, once you get to three, you are talking. I mean, Vic Hovland, Justin Thomas, Cameron Young, Cam Smith. You go down a little bit further. As you mentioned, Colin Morikawa gets in at three. John Rahm's at three. Mito also at three. Cantlay at three. Fitzpatrick is is, is at that next mm-hmm. level at two. So, I mean, I think three, maybe, maybe two, I guess, could still – Xander sitting at two. Obviously, we know Xander can go low. Um, Shane Lowry's sitting at two. He was at – he was – 
he was doing yeah. very, very well, yeah, think, you know, through the first few holes. He got and up just, to like four under, and yeah. I kept kind of waiting for him to make a next push, and then, yeah, went back a bit. Yeah, yeah never I, did. I, I'm, with, I'm with you, Matt. I, uh, it, I think with everybody grouped between those spots, and we asked the question of how far back is too far back, I think it's probably, yeah, two under, one under is probably where you got to draw the line there. I, and I think it's probably tough to kind of dig into this stuff and give – I don't think there's anything updated on the outrights that I'm interested in, but there's yeah. definitely some guys to circle for matchups tomorrow. I think one right away. You look at what Scotty Scheffler did today. I mean, he was the worst putter on, Minus on the 464. field. Like, that's incredible. And he was fine tee to green. Like, greened over two strokes tee to green. So I do think he's a guy I'll probably look at as betting, betting on uh, in, in uh, uh, targeting in matchups tomorrow. The other one that I'm going to probably target against, kind of the flip-flop of this one, West is Kevin Kisner. Mm-hmm. Kevin Kisner, always a great putter. Sure, he was second in the field in strokes game putting, but he lost over four strokes yeah. tee to green. Yeah. So, so I think we can take a look at these odds and, and take a look at, at what, you know, basically we're, what, what we're saying here is, as to how far back might may or may not be too far back and what caliber of player you need to pick if you want to start going a little bit deeper here. Tony Finau, rightfully so, on the heater that he's on and where he's sitting on the leaderboard is your favorite. I could never play him at seven and a half. That no. being said, that is just far, far, far too short yeah. with so many big names not that far behind him. Now, if he was sitting at 750 heading into a Sunday or something like yeah. that, and it was, you know, maybe we could talk, but with three rounds still to go, Siwoo, who is the leader, sitting at 12 to one, Sammy Burns. 12 to 1. He is sitting three strokes back right now. That lets you know what the betting market thinks of what Sam Burns can do here. 12 to 1. Uh, Thagala at 16. Cantlay at 18. JT 20. Cam Smith Yeah, you've 20. got some really big names. I was just about to point that yeah. out in the 20s. Rom, uh, Terrell Hatton, who I got a little bit above 60, but I still think 25's not that bad. But just combing through these stats, too, I think 200 might be the cutoff. There were some disappointments, though. Scotty Scheffler mm-hmm. won over Will Zalatoris. I think disappointed yep. all of us. He was not very good today with his new caddy plus one. Rory McElroy got in an even par. So if I look at that cutoff at two under, Xander Schauffele lost three strokes on approach today. I know he's never really up there on approach all the time, but that is well below his skis in terms of that. Yeah. So I would expect uh, Shane Lowry, another one at two under, minus two and a half strokes off the tee. Yeah. And he's very good and consistent off the tee, usually up there in total driving. So you're going to see some variance, I think. Uh, in terms of a draw bias, not a ton, but the low guy or the uh, AM flight, I believe, averaged like a 68, and then the afternoon about one stroke worse at 69. So not a huge difference. I actually thought it was going to be more before Me I saw too. those numbers from Rob Bolton. Yeah. I'll tell you this. If I had if I had to put down a $100 bet on a future, if I had to get in and if I had to get involved, I would play Max Homa at 35-1. to 1. He's sitting at four under. He's a proven winner on tour. He plays these hard courses well. Yeah. And, you know, look, you're getting just that type of number difference on, mm-hmm. on him comparatively to all these other guys or whatever. It's, it would be strictly a numbers play. Sitting at four under, that would be where I would go with this. I'm not necessarily saying I'm going to do that. I probably won't. But if, you know, if I had to make a bet, if I wanted to get involved, I, I, don't, I don't hate that one. Yeah, I won't be betting anything, but I think you just laid out the best case for anyone that I could come up with. I mean, 35 is a pretty I- long number for a guy who's got a four under banked already. You know, we'll talk to JVT here on the other side. Primetime action coming back.
rhythm take you over. The college football guide is out now, and NFL guide's coming in just a couple weeks. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way you're getting this puppy, you got to subscribe. You got to become an all-access subscriber. We're not selling this thing all at carte, so go in. 175 bucks you get us from now until the Super Bowl. You can do the 40 bucks a month thing. We highly recommend you just pay the 175. Vison.com slash subscribe for all your options to become a part of the sports betting network. As always, drink responsibly. Part of that betting guide, this man contributed to. You can find him at me JVT on the Twitter machine. He is Jonathan Von Tobel. John, thanks for joining us, buddy. I know it's been a while. It's been a while. And while we do want to talk Mountain West with you, I do want to start some NBA stuff here because listen, this is, this could seismically shift the way that we view this upcoming season. If one Kevin Durant does in fact end up getting moved and where he ends up getting moved to. Now we look at these odds of where he will play next season. It's still massively favored towards the nets at minus 400. But look, there are some teams that we actually every team in the, Every single team in the NBA wants Kevin Durant. There's no team that wouldn't want him. And so where do you think, one, makes the most sense, and two, does that differ from where you think he might actually end up? You know, I, I, so I've debated this quite a bit, right? And I, and I keep Matt going back to two teams personally, Toronto or New Orleans, and mainly because I just think those are two teams that have some like viable packages to offer for Kevin Durant to Brooklyn that might tempt the Nets to ship him off. I mean, you look at Toronto, for example, we've talked about this at Nas. You know, you have Scotty Barnes, you can package him, the players, picks, whatever it is, to go over there. And I do think as well, the, the added degree to that is, if there is a front office guy, if there is a franchise that is run as well uh, to the point where they could convince Kevin Durant to play out the life of his contract, I think it would be Toronto. Toronto's got a really good track record under this current regime. They've done the whole trade for a dude and win a title. We saw that with Quiet Leonard. Difference here would be... Kevin Durant, of course, has multiple years left on the contract. Like to me, that makes a lot of sense. It's why I bet them at fifty to one to win the NBA Finals like two months ago because I just figure like that would make some sense, and I still think that's the case. And I bring up New Orleans because if you're talking about assets that would tempt Brooklyn, they too have a lot of assets that would tempt Brooklyn. That includes draft picks that they don't control, the Lakers stuff, uh, Brandon Ingram as a potential centerpiece, and a lot of young talent there. I would think that those two would be at the top of the list. So I'm going to put those up there. I know that Boston has been bantied about, but I think if you're Brooklyn, you want Robert Williams as part of the deal. A recent report has come out, I think it's Kurt Heelan, who said that he's off the table, which rightfully so he should be for Boston. I just think when I keep going back to this, it's Toronto or New Orleans for me that if I'm running New Orleans or if I'm running Brooklyn, those are some pieces that I would want in return for Kevin Durant on top of what else the package would be. And, and so, John, it, let's just say, you know, hypothetically, he go, if he did land in New Orleans with, with the Pelicans and what they still have there, you know, they've got some young pieces there to, to you know, help him out. Would, would you look at the Pelicans as actual true contenders or any team that has Kevin Durant is, is going to be a contender no matter what? You know, I don't know about true contenders. Like, they're going to be a top-four seed in the Western Conference. And then also, we don't know what the package would be, but – you'd assume that the base core would be Kevin Durant, Zion Williamson, and C.J. McCollum, right? Like, I would assume mm-hmm. that's going to be at least what we know is going to be on the floor for them. That's a pretty good trio to have as you go into, like, the battle of a really deep Western Conference. Because remember now, too, the Western Conference does get better. Denver's healthy. The Clippers are healthy. And so, like, in a best-of-seven series, 
with that core three that we're talking about here for a team like New Orleans, would I favor them in either one of those series? Probably not. And, and so maybe against Denver, right? But not against a team like the Clippers, not against the Golden State Warriors. And so that, for me, would not make them like a contender. Would it make them a top-four seed and potentially a run at the postseason where we see, like, we saw the Hawks get to a Western Con- or an Eastern Conference Finals and saw the Mavericks get to a Western Conference Finals, and then anything goes in a best-of-seven? Sure. But I don't think I would legitimately look at them as a threat to win a title. And that doesn't even include, right, the teams that we're talking about in the East that they would have to upend at the Finals, which would be Milwaukee, Philadelphia, any one of those, Boston. So I would say probably not in terms of true title contender. John, uh, one more on the Durant thing, because we did get some reports this week. I think it was Frank Isola, Ian Begley also mentioning that Durant would be open to reuniting with James Harden in Philadelphia. But like you were mentioning, what kind of package really does Philadelphia? I would think Miami at least has a little bit more to offer than they do for Kevin Durant. Yeah, Wes, and I think that's more coming from the side of Kevin Durant. Okay, that's a leak, yes. You know what I mean? Right, because like I mean, think about it, think about what Philadelphia's offseason was. Right, James Harden opts out to take less money so that they can go and get PJ Tucker. They're they're getting investigated for it. Right, it was it was known that this was going to happen. That's why Harden opted out and took the pay cut. I don't think Harden's doing that. If there's a danger of him getting shipped off or whatever it is, or maybe getting added, Kevin Durant added to the package, I'm just not sure that's really the case. I think if you're Philly, like for me. One of the bigger off-season winners has been the Philadelphia 76ers. I think when you're looking around the landscape of the Eastern Conference, the way that Philly has built their team up, you can make an argument that they are the second-best team in the Eastern Conference. And I think that they're a legitimate shot to win that whole thing in terms of not only Eastern Conference, but the NBA Finals. I don't think you really want to shake up that boat. And I, I, I laugh, too, because it's just like, you know, part of the reason, remember, when James Harden got traded, one of the reports that came out was that Kevin Durant was unhappy with his conditioning. So now all of a sudden, Kevin Durant wants to play right. or get shipped off to Philadelphia. It just doesn't make much sense to me from the standpoint of the 76ers. I think if I'm Philly, I'm happy with where I'm at. John, you contributed to our awesome college football betting guide with the Mountain West Conference. We look at all of our expert picks across the board there. Everybody on Fresno State, you know, well, let's say four of the six on Fresno State. We did get a Utah State and an Air Force in there. As you really dug in here, which team did you feel like ended up being the best after you did your research? Yeah, You know, I'm with the consensus, Matt. For me, it's Fresno State. And I would also say, too, really quickly, Note that with all the teams that we're talking about that were picked by our panel, uh, not one picked Boise State. And I think that speaks volumes about a team that is favored at most shops, if not every shop, uh, to win the Mountain West. I think they're a very overvalued team. They're, they're a brand, they're a recognizable brand, but I don't believe to be the best team in that conference. But if you look at Fresno State and the returning production, when you talk about Jake Hayner, arguably one of the best quarterbacks on the West Coast, not even in the Mountain West, on the West Coast in general, they bring back a ton of returning talent, depending on how you rate starters, about 14 to 15 guys coming back, if you look at it. And they're battle-tested, man. Like, this is a phrase I keep using for them. This is a core that, remember last year, went to Oregon, covered wire to wire as 20-point underdogs. Two weeks later, was at UCLA in the Rose Bowl after they upended LSU and beat them outright. This is a team that's been there and done that, and Jeff Tedford takes back over. He led this team from 2017 to 2019. They went to two Mountain West Tyler games under Tedford and won one of them. This is a really good situation for Fresno State. Hayner's got two of his top receivers back at over 1,400, over, yeah, over 1,700 yards between the two of them. Got a 700 yard rusher behind him as well, and a defense that brings back seven to eight starters. It just everything sets up really nicely for Fresno State, and their schedule sets up really nicely. I think it's four out of the last five opponents, if you look at it from a standpoint of win totals, have win totals of five or fewer in the Mountain West. So this is a schedule that is really soft on the back end. 
They look like they're the best team on paper coming into conference play. I really like what Fresno State brings to the table. So I agree with the consensus that Circa, best price I saw him on was 3-1. to one. I bet him to win the conference at 3-1 to one because I think the Bulldogs are the best team in the Mountain West. John, I agree with you, but if I'm looking at another team and that's going into the other division, that being the Mountain Division, Boise State the favorite, but the team that stands out to me is Air Force, really, when you, when you look at them, because this team might be end up being favored, at least in every game, depending on how the early season goes, of course. Maybe Boise State, they might be a small home underdog or a pick em at this point. But I really like this Air Force team in terms of what they bring back. They were really young two years ago in 2020 during the COVID year. Then they brought a lot of experience back. They got a ton of starters back. So uh, what do you make of the Falcons in terms of that division? No, I agree, Wes. I think to me, when you're talking about one and two in the conference, if you're, if you're, at least by my standing, measuring this out in terms of probability of winning it, it is Fresno State and then it is Air Force. You mentioned the schedule. I think it is Steve Mackinnon who has them favored in every single game on the schedule by his numbers. And you look around the personnel, Hazik Daniels, their quarterback, arguably the best quarterback in program history, an offensive line that was a Joe Moore Award finalist last year, the award given out to the best offensive line in the country, loses just one starter from that unit from last season. They have a bunch of returning talent offensively. If the one thing that holds it back potentially would be a defense that loses quite a bit of production, but this one of the better linebacking cores in the Mountain West. I agree, Wes. Like, to me, it's the last year for the divisions in the Mountain West. I think we're staring straight in the face of a Fresno State Air Force matchup in the Mountain West Championship game. Remember, Falcons missed out on it by just a percentage point because they lost that right to Utah State a season ago. It's a really good team coming off a 10-win squad or 10-win year, and I think they're going to find themselves in the Mountain West title game. He is our senior NBA analyst, but he knows his Mountain West as well. You can find him on the Twitter machine, at me, JVT. John, thanks for stopping by, buddy. I know the AFC North and the AFC East, too, because I'm writing for that in the college. There you go. (laughs) There you go. And that's a pre-plug. Yes, Pre- that's a pre-plug. Because I will right be uh, starting work on the South Division oh, in both uh, conferences right. uh, here All tomorrow. Right. All right, so there we have it, guys. Again, if you go in and you spend the one seventy-five now, you get that NFL guide when it comes out. We're going to give it to you before anyone else can get it. You're going to—it's going to be fired right to your email box. Is yes. that how it works? Is that how it, I assume that's how it works. Or, or yeah, or you download a PDF, something like that. But it's yeah. but it's or we'll fax to it you. to you. We'll do something. We'll get it. To yeah, you. yeah, yeah. You're not getting a hard copy, and we're still working on that Brett Musburger audiobook. So certainly can't get a hard copy because there's just too many pages. Too how many? There's 300, right? I mean, I like a hard copy, but I'm Kelly the Tree Killer, so that's true. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, Kelly the Tree Killer. That might be your new nickname. No more Midland Midland. Final segment when we come back here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch. The Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. You can compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season. For your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes, go on to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to make your run at Victory Heineken Beer Made Better. 21 years of age or over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, drink responsibly. And Harry Carey always drank responsibly. They just did the hologram at the Field of Dreams game uh, at the seventh inning stretch, uh, leading the crowd there in Iowa of take me out to the ball game. Uh, I didn't see a hologram of uh, Marty Brenneman, the legendary Reds announcer, eating a Johnsonville brat in the booth or anything, but we're asking for too much. I yeah, guess. you're asking for too much, Wes. I can't I, uh, wait till I can be a hologram. I'm just going to haunt you guys with holograms <laughs> for, for the rest of my life. I mean, by the time by the time you die, like you might live on as a hologram. Like that might be a thing you can just do. It's a good point. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Friend of the show, Paul Sporer, by the way, and a guest on this program and this network, uh, was not a fan of the. It was not a Paul. <laughs> what do you Sporer want, Paul? Hologram. You're not booked. <laughs> I'm guessing this is the actual Paul Sporo that uh, tweeted uh, GTFOH WTS regarding the hologram Harry Carey. Hmm. He's not a fan of holograms. He was not a fan of the holograms. I work on my uh, my acronyms. Well, oh, that's that's yeah, that's, I know. That's interesting. I'm, I mean, I guess WTS like, at the end. Yes. Okay. D- I think I got it. I think I got it. Yeah. So again, if you didn't, if you weren't with us at the top of the show, news coming through that Deshaun Watson would accept an eight-game suspension and a five million dollar fine to avoid missing the entire season. So if he is saying he would take that. 
Do you think that he's putting that out there to try to will that into being Wes? I mean, like, I can't imagine that Roger Goodell he- hears that and goes, oh, okay, eight games, five million, yeah, sounds great. Let's I do, think let's he is trying to uh, will that yeah. into existence. And, by the way, that just came out for the AP. So uh, I'm not sure if that's going to, you know, all of a sudden get Roger Goodell and, and everybody at the league office to go ahead and go along with that. But, uh, you know, he's just saying, yeah, I'll give you this deal, you know, and I guess uh, trying some uh, <laughs> be magnanimous, if you will, but – but uh, that's going to be Roger Goodell's decision. This is where, I mean, the NFL, like, this is just such another great example of how, like, I don't know how they continuously screw this stuff up, right? Where you you put a system in place, then you go away from the system. So it's like, what, what is the actual, what, what's the actual t- time lapse mm-hmm. here? Where, where you had Deshaun Watson and Roger Goodell talking about this all offseason and negotiating on stuff, basically. They decide to go to an arbiter. An arbiter rules one thing. The NFL says, no, we don't really like that. We're going to do it ourselves. So now we're basically back to Deshaun Watson trying to negotiate with Roger Goodell in the league once again. Like it, this, None of this makes sense in how it's being done. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, it, listen, I said I'd bet Max Homa. I, I did not. When I said I would bet Max Homa at the, at the live number, I had no idea. That he had all that he had just tweeted. There's something peaceful about going out to dinner by yourself. However, the look the host gives you when you say that you're alone is a bit judgy. So we know he had a nice little dinner. He said he was nice and relaxed. Oh yeah, that's awkward. Got a little judgy host because he's like, yeah, I'm no, I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. Which you got a problem with that? Is he out there on Beale Street tonight eating some nice barbecue? So Max Homa with his four under had him a nice little meal tonight, a little bit of a judgy host whenever he said he was by himself. But, hey, (laughs) he's ready to rock and roll. He's a good Twitter follow. Good Twitter follow. So uh, Max Homa, again, 35-1, to sitting at four under. Proven winner, good on these hard courses. He's taken down really star-studded fields before. Mm I think if I had to make a an in an in play, that would be the yeah. I won't be making it, but I think I'm with you. If I ha- I think you selected the best one out there. That I, I think that would be the best bet to make. John Rahm, I'm trying to wait for for next week when he mm. goes to the BMW there at Wilmington, Delaware. Of course, uh, we mentioned uh, John Rahm. Uh, his second child was born over the weekend, so you get that like little nappy factor angle. You know, when you have a seminal event, a guy gets married, guy has a child, but didn't want to do it this week because he had been really erratic off the tee, kind of been spraying yep. it a little bit. Even though the strokes gained off the tee was number one, he's just been a little bit off this year. Does yeah. have the one win in Mexico against that very easy field down at Vedanta Vallarta. So uh, Rom will be a guy we'll look to bet next week, so hopefully he doesn't get it done in Memphis. That whole group today that he was in, him, Horschel, and your boy Hoagie, Matt, it was like... <laughs> it was, it was like, a rough watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was that like when you go golfing with your buddies, but I don't know, you're all hung over and like nobody's having a good time like six holes in. That's what the whole group seemed like. They were all miserable. Horschel and Rom, you know, they, they can get a little they, they have the little attitude problems yes. anyways. They they were both getting fiery over putts that they seemingly just kept missing left and right. It was uh it was a bad day for that group. It was a, that was a tough watch too, and they kept going yeah. back to that group, and I'm just kinda like, I don't want to watch this group. Well, I I like, even had them on one of the ESPN plus group feeds because, you know, I got Rom in the one and done. I got bets on Horschel. I was like, yeah, this is tough to watch. Yeah, of of, of the bets, you know, like we said, we've got guys lingering. Going to be tough to, you know, listen, I think I'll have a maybe a bit more conviction on getting in in-game after the second round. Yeah. And, I, and, and then I see like, okay, who put together two pretty good rounds, but maybe not like that elite round quite yet? Yeah. And is there any upside kind of value to a number to one of those type of guys? But 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Listen, we get some we get some outlier numbers here in Vegas. Sometimes it's about the only good thing that is about this. So depending on what that home number gets hung at yeah, here, th- those that put the numbers up. Yeah, yes, yeah, right. that's true. Nothing, but, nothing yet. Yes. We yeah, we kind of talked about it on a break. I think all three of us have. You know, all of us got what one guy who's five under, right? And then all of us have. All of us have a group of guys that are kind of in that two to three under range. So Wes and I are kind of talking on a break. It could easily be one of those Fridays where we're sitting here tomorrow night and, hey, we've got, you know, three of our outrights are in the top ten yeah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or it's, hey, my tournament's basically over. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, no, that's that's definitely true. Yeah, it's a big round, too, for all three these guys sitting at three under don't make a move. And then if Burns just kind of like stays in neutral or something, right? Tomorrow, it could be it could be ugly. The, the weekend could look because maybe this score is going to be a little bit lower than I thought it was going to be, mm. considering they did have a lot of weather. They hadn't had rain since like May down there in Memphis, but uh, got a pretty good rainfall here the last two days. So played a little bit softer. I didn't expect eight under was going to be the first round. Neither I. Usually, you know, we're looking at 15, 16 under, kind of on average here. I don't know if it's going to get to twenty, but I think it's going to be a lower score than normal. So, yeah, guys have got to make a move here because I don't think it's just going to be okay. The second round leader is only going to be eight or nine mm-hmm. under. Second round leader probably is going to be at like 11, mm-hmm. I would think at least. Yeah, the uh, what, what, what was it, West 16 and a half basically yeah. is what it was for yeah. for the tournament over under on the we final Because we were thinking when I did my ride up and I do it on Monday to tune it in Tuesday morning for points read weekly and VEASAN.com, I was like, okay, it's going to be firm and fast here. And then you get the weather, and then all of a sudden some of the greens get a little bit softer. Yeah, that, and that threw me off for first-round leader stuff because when I was looking at that weather last night, it looked like the wind was going to be blowing a little bit more, might actually be raining in the morning, and it looked like it was all going to calm down by the afternoon. So I really targeted afternoon guys because I was like, okay, they might be they might be putting on some you know wet but drying out greens, not having to deal with as much wind as the morning guys. And as soon as I flipped it on this morning, I was like, oh, these these morning guys have perfect conditions to play in right now. That wind was barely blowing, the rain had stopped at that point. It was, and they're playing lift, clean, and play. So that that made it easy for those guys. Yeah, so we are to the point now here where we're getting the the backups of the backups have gotten in. So we are Titans Malik Willis's night is done. He finishes 6 of 11 for 107 yards. He mm-hmm. also added 38 yards on the ground. Logan Woodside now in for Tennessee on the Baltimore side of things. Tyler Huntley as we mentioned, 16 of 18. For them, um, 109 yards and a touchdown. Anthony Brown now in, who's gone 8 of 12 for them and 110 yards as well. So yeah. high, high, high Wood- passing percentage. Woodside tonight. had him down there to go ahead mm-hmm. and take the lead, but then do an interception in the red zone. So now uh, – 14-10 left to go, 20-10 to 10 Ravens uh, trying to go 21-0, 21 straight, and I believe uh, that would be 19-2 against the number. Uh, I took a little piece of Tennessee plus a half for the second half. So far, no good. Ooh. We'll see if uh, Tennessee can go ahead and convert this third down. So looking here, we have also the backups of the backups in over in New England and uh, game between the Patriots and the Giants. We had Daniel Jones start. Terod Taylor came in, and now we have Davis Webb in. Daniel Jones, 6 of 10 for 69 yards. Terod Taylor came in, 13 of 21 for 129. And now Davis Webb is in 5 of 12 for 19 yards in that one. Uh, Brian Hoyer started for New England. He goes 5 of 8 for 59. Bailey Zappi has now been in for the majority of this game. He has thrown 27 times in this game. 17 of 27 for 176. No touchdowns, one pick for him. Right now, New England trails the Giants 
20 to 14 with about six and a half left in the fourth quarter. Two baseball scores here before mm-hmm. we get out of here. Uh, two outs, top of the ninth. Uh, Orioles got a runner on. Boston holding on to a 4-3 lead. Two runs in here in the bottom of the seventh, courtesy of a Mark Reynolds double. So now 4-2. to two. Cubs over the Reds at the Field of Dreams game. A lot more preseason action tomorrow as well, so get your bets in if you do want to get in on those. Falcons and Lions start at 6 p.m. Eastern. That one's sitting as a pick right now. Stick around for the nightcap. We'll be back tomorrow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.